The best way to predict the future is to invent it. Stephen Ambrose brings you up to speed on what the future holds as he explores the latest technology as it impacts our lives. Well, good morning and welcome to Tech Talk Cafe. Or Tech Talk, Tech Talk Cafe is a little later and we've actually got a great interview with the new Galaxy that's been launched this week, yesterday in fact, Samsung at an actual physical event where all the influencers and journalists and and members of the mobile community were in attendance where we watched the global launch of the new Galaxy S22 series. So I have Justin Hume, who's the head of their mobile ecosystem experience. Uh, you'll hear his full title. They, Samsung are definitely broadening out their definitions and making things a little bit more interesting in the mobile space, but more details on the launch and my first take on the brand new S22 devices later. But before we get there, the party continues in the mobile space, actually, and that is Spectrum. We always talk about Spectrum because it is a fundamental product or need for any mobile communications and no question, certainly in South Africa and many countries around the world, Spectrum and mobile communications have become the de facto way that we all communicate. And it's really important that this scarce resource, because it is scarce, it is, is, it is finite, there's only so much of it, the equipment, the technological equipment is designed to only work in parts of of these various radio spectrums. And it's very important that this is properly handled, properly coordinated, and properly dealt with. Well, South Africa has been at this problem for 10, 12 years. It's a complete mess in simple terms. The spectrum should or will be will be auctioned in March. Telcom is very unhappy with the whole uh, managed licensing process, the way it's been managed, what it's being done. And I think they've got some legitimate reasons to be super concerned. And a lot of them revolve around stuff that we've discussed endlessly, the wholesale open open access network, the WOAN, or the fact that they, they actually um, auctioning spectrum that cannot be used because that spectrum is being used in the so-called digital dividend frequency bands. And it's still being used by television broadcasters. That should have been resolved in 2015. So six, seven years later, we're still, you know, messing around with the fact that you've got all the spectrum that's all mixed up in stuff that shouldn't be there. And everybody's having an absolute um, party around it. But now it's become political. Icasa have said they will auction the spectrum in March. Telcom said then they have withdrawn their objection to that part of it, but they're still going to court in April with all their various objections. And should they win in April for whatever reason, and should ICASA have auctioned the spectrum in March, it could put the whole thing back to ground one and mess up the entire process and they have to restart again. And they will be lucky if the whole spectrum thing comes to a head or gets auctioned or gets dealt with sometime in 2024, 2025. The big problem for MTN, Vodacom and all the mobile players is that they are really quickly running out of the ability to maximize, optimize their networks and roll out new technologies like the more advanced 5G technologies that um, are critical to the growth of mobile. And it puts South Africa out of step with the rest of the world because right now, most of the world 
is fully implementing 5G across all their, their various networks and even looking towards starting to work on 6G and beyond. So you just cannot be out of step with what's going on in the world. The, the equipment manufacturers work at a certain cadence. The handset manufacturers work at a certain cadence. They bring out handsets that are capable of utilizing the newer, more advanced networks. And in many cases around the world, the older 2G, 3G, and even some of the 4G networks are being decommissioned and no longer supported by the actual equipment that makes them possible. So all of a sudden we become really non-competitive. The prices stay high, uh, data must fall becomes a moot point for the most of us. And it's just not a great position to be in. And there has to be some way to sort this out. So stay tuned, I'll keep you up to date on all the latest madness that's ensuing. But it absolutely is imperative that the mobile networks and ICASA work in a non-political way and come up with the best way forward for the industry to be able to roll out the necessary services at the prices that all South Africans can afford and at the scale that makes this possible so that it works for all of us. Because without a mobile phone, I can tell you now, there'd be no conversation at the dinner table. And on that note, we'll have a quick break for our sponsors and I'll be back with some new news and new information uh, around technology. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And before we get into some more technology news, and this is good news. We're talking about Google doing some interesting stuff and hopefully some online payment systems to get rid of all this nonsense around drivers and license renewals. Now, what else I care about is what is actually going on in South Africa with regard to internet access and and, and innovation. Now, unfortunately, innovation doesn't happen in a vacuum, especially the technology space. And no company understands that better than Google. Google is a platform company. They're not a search engine. They're not an advertising. They're not just maps. They're not just email. Google is a massive technology platform that interlinks and connects all sorts of aspects of the modern world that we live in and all the services that you just take for granted. I bet you, you don't even think about your email. You open your phone, you open your computer, emails pour in, you respond to certain of them, you go online, you do all sorts of stuff without even considering how, why, and what goes in in the back end. And all the services that emanate and grow and become part of our sort of lexicon of stuff that we do in a day start somewhere. And essentially, that start is internet access. If there is that required or requisite amount of internet access at prices that people can afford, if there are people with smart ideas and the necessary knowledge and experience and understanding and programming skills and all the various building blocks of, of the modern society that we live in, then magic can happen. But magic never happens in a vacuum. Simple as that. I, I know that in a lot of fantasy novels, magic just pops out of thin air. But in the world we live in, simply put, you need platforms, you need systems, you need work. And Google have announced this week that they're going to be investing over a billion dollars, close to a billion dollars, in African projects. Note the word African projects. So that's the whole of Africa. Billion is a ton of dollars. But 
in the context of the African continent with so many people may, may only be a drop in the ocean. They've already allocated some of the money into projects, but a lot of this is still happening in South Africa for a simple reason. South Africa probably has the most advanced infrastructure in the internet and other allied space in most of Africa, certainly in sub-Saharan Africa. So it's really good news that Google have announced that they're going to focus some of these investments on fast, affordable internet for Africans. And this will help build products, support entrepreneurship, and of course, small businesses. And um, there's no question there's a focus on nonprofits as well, which have an important role to play in a, in a continent and a country where we have such disparities of income and living standards. So they didn't give much more details in that space. But they did note that nonprofits were deeply impacted by the pandemic, and it's very difficult to serve the communities where they were giving this help. And they're giving an extra 500K in grant funding and training to gift to the givers, food for life, and helping them support South Africa through its, its economic recovery. And I think that is absolutely brilliant stuff. And startups, they are going to put about $50 million directly into startups. Obviously, it makes a lot of sense with regard to tech startups in the technology in a area. And it, it will make a huge difference to allow these people to fund themselves, acquire the necessary technologies and build part of the, um, the ecosystem of what makes online so cool. Obviously, gaming is a big deal. Um, they're going to be putting money into that, but mostly around products, engineering, and just growing these companies. And this is being supported with the South African Small Business Development um, arm of government and a lot of different initiatives like the Hustle Academy and a whole all sorts of other um, projects in that space. So I think this is really amazingly good news. I think the sort of money that comes in can be spent and managed through their processes in ways that brings tremendous uh, benefit to South Africa and help expand all the adjacencies that make the growth and the innovation and the technology that all of a sudden looks so amazing possible. So kudos to um, Google, let them continue doing that. And I'm sure that the process will be managed in a way that it brings great value to all of us and expect to see more and more sort of locally developed and locally relevant apps, products, services that just add value and make our lives a little bit easier and a little bit smarter. So nothing wrong with that. And then moving on to online and smart and easier. And I'm sure we've all been following this madness around the, the driver's license renewal process. And it's just inconceivable that we sit here in South Africa with all the technology and all the skills that we have, and we're still using a 20-year-old machine to print a rather um, odd-looking driver's license by international standards. We've moved on to a far more technologically advanced ID, and that is brilliant, but we are sitting with a driver's license that <laughs> is a little antiquated in its technology, and all the talk around renewing it has just been that talk. But our dear friends at um, the, you know, on on the road traffic management people are launching a brand new online payments portal for vehicle license related services, and this will be on the eNatus portal. So you can go to, 
I, the use of portal drives me mad because portals are a very 1990s type uh, vibe. But anyway, website. On the eNatus website, you can go right now and just read about the online coming soon. You can book your driver's license online now in Gauteng and in the, in the Eastern Cape, but that's rolling out countrywide. It's still a bit of a, a problem because a lot of places just don't have capacity. But that being said, that system works. It's pretty seamless. Um, members of my family have used it and they've had a pretty decent experience around it. And the next phase for that would be simply to allow payments online, which they insist is coming in the very, very near future. So that'll help speed up the process. You'll be all paid for. You simply make an appointment, pick up your your new driver's license or your or your car, your car license renewal or have it posted to you, in fact, and move on, bringing us right into the technological world. So follow the eNatus uh, website. Again, portal's not a word I'm going to use. And that's online.natus, N-A-T-I-S, dot gov, dot Z-A. And it'll take you through what's available right now. And, from, and I've seen some screenshots of what they're going to be doing on the online stuff. So hopefully that'll go live very soon and it'll even slow down and create a much, you know, when I say slow down, it'll create a much better system for uh, online renewal of all these car and motor related stuff. So on that note, we're going to have another quick break for our sponsors. And then we're back with Justin Hume, who's the mobile experience lead in South Africa, talking all about the launch of the brand new Samsung S22 series. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome to Tech Talk Cafe right here on High FM. And as usual, this time of the year, normally there was big announcements at a little conference called World Mobile. However, I think Samsung have decided to up the game and bring all their latest and greatest to us a little early in 2022. And we need lots of good gadgets. And with me is Justin Hume who's now the head of the Samsung Mobile Experience team. Is that correct? Welcome, Justin. Ah, yeah, Stephen. It's, so that is correct. It is called Mobile Experience because uh, to, to explain the name, it's that it's not just about a phone. It's not just about a tablet. It's not just about a computer. It's about how these things come together and how we use them in the different experiences of our lives. So it's not about what the phone can do. It's about what you can do in your different experiences with the phone. So I mean, we've spoken about this. Let's go straight into that straight away. Yeah. We've spoken about the ecosystem. We've spoken about how Samsung build out with all the other things that they make and do. And I mean, Samsung have got product pretty much that covers the entire home. So what you're saying is that we now live in a world where all of this stuff is starting to work together pretty easily and pretty seamlessly. Uh, very much so. Uh, you know, I can have the devices as in, independent, or I can have them interdependent, or interdependent at least, in that regard. So, you know, you and I are sitting here now, I know uh, the audience listening to us can't see it, but we've got a serif TV in front of us. Yeah, I can go put my phone on top of the TV, and instantaneously, the YouTube uh, song that I'm playing is immediately we'll transfer straight onto to the, TV. the screen. Yeah, wow. uh, and that's simply by me putting my phone on top of it. 
So you don't have to push any buttons. You don't have to adjust anything on the screen. Well, the screen just says, do you want to accept this? And I'm going, oh, yes. Okay. But, but I mean, that's just more from a privacy perspective and sure that you know what you're doing, you know? Um, but no, I don't have to go reconfigure a Wi-Fi network or, or anything to that. Effect. Or fiddle so, with any gizmos or gadgets. It just works. It just works. Just to set the scene, we are talking about the launch of the next Galaxy yes. mobile phone in South Africa, which happened yesterday. Is that correct? Correct. So we're talking about the S22 series. We're talking about S22, uh, three phones in the range. We've got the S22, it's a 6.1 inch screen, uh, going up to our S22 Ultra, uh, which is a 6.8 inch screen. But and yeah, what's great about it is that uh, well, there's three models in the range, but it's really a function of what size fits me, you know, what am I comfortable holding, and what am I principally looking for the phone to do it. We've got something for, for everybody there. But yeah, it, it's fantastic to see it. We had great success last year with the S21. You know, I told you back then that this was about, it was a phone for epic moments. Uh, we believe that this is a phone that's Even more an, epic moments. Even more epic. <laughs> but setting an epic standard. Um, you know, it's a, a standard is something that you don't progress from. It's something that you build on. It's something that becomes the benchmark upon which all other concepts are built from. So uh, that's what we believe the, the new device is doing. So drilling down into the more um, details around the launch or around the brand new product, from what I've seen, it's extremely sleek. It looks similar to the S21 series, but you've made it a little bit, there's no camera bump. It's a sleeker, smoother, I actually think more elegant model. Thanks. But I think inside, that's where the magic is happening. Give us and I mean, sure, there are a couple of techies who listen to the show. Tell us what makes the S22 the next generation. What's better about the device? Well, the first thing I suppose that you would notice is that the S22 Ultra is now embedded with the Samsung Note technology. So last year, you know, when we got to about uh, August, September, we didn't launch the new Note edition. We That's launched true. the That's foldable true. edition, right? True. We were all about you know, foldable screen. Exactly, and everybody was, is the Note dead? Well, the answer was no, the Note was not dead, and the Note was in hiding. Uh, it was coming out with the S series. And we, so the Ultra now incorporates all the best of the S21 Ultra Plus correct. tech, including Note features. Correct, so we blended the DNA of the two. So where S series was always about performance and design, Note was all about S Pen and productivity, now it's one and the same. We've Which makes a lot of sense. I suppose there is some sense in, in sort of collapsing all these various product ranges into a, a more comprehensive range. It is, and I think again, what we're now looking at is how does the consumer of it, or you know, the user of the device have that access? They don't have to choose, oh, do I want to be an S-series customer? Do I want to be a Note-series customer? I'm simply a Samsung Galaxy so customer now. The, the Galaxy S22 then becomes the pinnacle of technology and design as far as Correct. Samsung are concerned in their mobile stuff. Exactly. So you still got the 108 megapixel camera that we had on S21. You've got the S Pen of Note. Um, and I had a look. The S Pen now fits in, which is brilliant. You don't is, land yes. up wondering where your pen Correct. goes. So it's an integrated S Pen um, on, on the device. But we haven't lost any of the other features uh, that we've introduced before. So the 120 hertz scrolling, which just makes such a smooth experience on the device. But you asked me about what's under the hood, so to speak. And I think to explain that, I'm gonna to go to the processor. 
We've now dropped it down to this unbelievably small four nanometer chipset. Wow. Um, it's, it, it really is tiny, but the power that it generates is is next level. So by being smaller, it's using less uh, it's using less battery power. It creates less heat, um, but it's so much more powerful. So it drives the graphics processing unit up about, let's call it about 30% more than where the S21 was. So S21 was already deemed to be the phone of choice for mobile gamers. Uh, now this graphics processing unit is even better. You can imagine what it is for that experience. And then the neural processing unit, which is really the fancy term for the artificial intelligence on board, is about 130% more powerful. Wow, that's quite a big so leap. It is huge. So it just means that when I'm using this device and I'm taking this video, we talk about night video during the night, and immediately I are scanning the scene, it's gone from scanning a scene and uh, correcting the pixels from 200 times per second to 833 times per second. So a four times leap in terms in of- In just sheer processing power second. to optimize the picture. Exactly, yeah. so it's that powerful that I'm applying it to the picture. I'm applying it to having conference calling with our partners uh, like on Google Jira and the like. It takes it to the next level. So I can watch YouTube and share that with my friends and bring up um, interactive chat discussions with them simultaneously. Difficult to explain probably uh, when I speak about it. It's something you've got to see. To kind of see how we can collaborate. I can do the same with um, Samsung Notes, so we could be sharing an integrated screen, understanding concepts or study notes or whatever, whilst chatting face to face. So it's taking what we see today in Microsoft Teams or um, Zoom and everything like that, and making it into this very beneficial um, entertainment platform, productivity platform, these type of things. That's a big, big, big leap. So the average consumer, I mean has found the last couple of years the incremental improvements have been fairly small but put together does it create a completely new experience or is it simply a highly refined experience you know every year yes that refinement is getting more and more and you know i, I think a user who had maybe been with our galaxy s9 s10 would be astounded by how much quicker it is, how much more powerful it is, how much better the scrolling is and everything like that. But even the user who had the S21 of last year would remark about when I walk outside into the bright sunlight, how much brighter the screen is and I can read it in this door. So, so there's been a, there's quite a big change in the screen as well. So let's let's talk about up. that. So we've got 1,200 nits. Um, that is That's pretty drawn dry. from a yeah. TV, um, a TV panel uh, type of environment and, and simply that means how much brightness luminescence I can bring into the screen so that I can counteract you know the, the brightness of other lights of the Sun uh, on, on there um, you know I spoke about the 120 Hertz scrolling when I get to gaming it's got a 240 Hertz touch response rate so it means that as I touch the screen it's processing that information so there's no lag between game. touch and response exactly it's, it's seamless in that regard. And so, you know, again, you're saying maybe it looks incremental, but the games these days, kind of mobile devices, you know, Call of Duty uh, comes to mind, uh, 
fortnight that goes back. It's the difference of life and death, so to speak, you know. That's yeah, some people that take you the have. game super seriously. Exactly. Now, I'm getting onto unfamiliar yeah. territory here because no, I'm. Fair I'm, enough. As I've told you before, I'm a Pac Man player um, <laughs> versus that. But, uh, but for those that care, is, this is the business. It is the business, yes. And the camera setup, is that improved physically or is it a combination of software and hardware and the new processor that take? The photography to another level. So we set the benchmark with the 108 megapixel lens on S21. Now what we are doing through a new lens configuration for the zoom capability. Uh, so that 100 times optical zoom that we had. Yeah, uh, it's still got that folded periscope story. Yeah, but, but now we've got AI that's compensating and creating ah. a far more um, integrated picture, far more um, clean looking as if you know, we're walking up to it with our naked eye type of, type of scenario. So, again, I think so much has been done from a processing perspective, from um, the technologies that overlay images. We call it uh, binning mode and re-mosaic mode. And it's it's basically realigning and rematching pixels. To so, give you, you, you snap a picture and then this processor and everything goes to work. Exactly. to just give you the perfect picture. You don't have exactly. to worry about any of that stuff. So in the time that you have literally heard that little shutter click, yeah. this phone has done countless recalculations, processed an infinite amount of data. Okay, I'm exaggerating, but it's that idea. <laughs> Pretty close. And you simply think, oh, I took a good shot. Yeah. yeah. And you think that you're the genius. But you know, I heard a saying that said, the purpose of great technology and innovation is to bring the rest of us closer to the best of us and that's quite a cool thing it does that it takes me who is a really terrible photographer and puts me close to some of the top uh, individuals in the world and never mind all this processing power real world actual performance are you are people going to notice better battery life what else is coming on the on the range we'll talk about the range in a minute so the battery is what I'm loving. Yeah. 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 Now you're a fortunate fellow. You've been playing with this thing for a while. So, <laughs> um, so the challenge that I think many people experience with top-end flagship handsets, whether it's Samsung, some of our competitors and the like, is that your screens are so bright. They're doing so many um, things simultaneously. It draws battery power. It's not that the batteries have got worse. It's just there's so much more taking place. Again, coming back to our processor that's on board at the moment and our um, AI adaptive battery, we are now saying on the Ultra that with 45 watt charger, uh, that uh, it can integrate. So it charges it, super fast. Charges super fast. So uh, the way I think about it is, you know, regrettably, we live in an age where there is load shedding. Okay. <laughs> Let's not and, go there. Well, <laughs> yeah, but I suppose we're forced to. We are. And, um, you know, if you're in my household, we know the schedule says the lights are going off at six o'clock and I know that I've got two to three hours of if I don't play some movie or something like that I've got a one board child on yeah, my you've head got someone climbing the walls. Um, and we scramble at five to six to try and charge our phones to try and download a movie and everything like that we can now download with four minutes of charging enough battery from zero within four minutes uh, to run a full-length movie. Wow. Charge it for 20 minutes and it'll last a day. Charge it to That's full pretty capacity. pretty spectacular. 
the phone will last two days. Wow. That's huge. It's huge. That is huge because everybody, all of us, especially with big screen high-end phones, have got used to the 4A, 4 p.m. top-up to get you through exactly. the evening. Exactly. Um, so, um, yeah, we, we typically, yeah, as you say, you get into your mid-afternoon and you're starting to worry. Uh, and and when you're here, it's gone. And if I do have to charge, four minutes, that's nothing. That's, that's a quick little... And that's a hours well. of battery life. We've been talking for 14 minutes, yeah. and in that time you could have got nearly a day and a half charge out exactly. of your phone. That's pretty spectacular. So let's get into some of the details of the new range. There are three, three models, you said. Correct, yes. So and they are starting with the S22 standard. It's the S22, uh, yes, um, and so that's the... You can say the entry, but I, you know I don't like to. Look, think these of are high-end phones, so I don't think we're talking entry level. They're not going to be cheap, no. or as as we learned last night, they're not inexpensive devices. <laughs> sure, but I'm going to come back to that yeah. because I think there's an important uh, option, if I can put it that way, coming through. But you know, I don't think about it as one's cheaper than the other. What I think about here is saying some people prefer a smaller handset. So it's 6.1 inch display. Um, fits more comfortable in my hands. I can do one tech, one hand typing. I must say, life. holding the S22, it's, you've made it a little square. It feels very nice in your hands. Exactly, and um, you know our customers were asking for that, and so we've delivered on that. Where's you know we've got the S21 Plus, which is the intermediate, and then we have the Ultra, which is a 6.8. Flat out the flagship. And it's the flagship. So. We really have tried to find the balance that is in there. I suppose a lot of people don't need the S Pen, perhaps don't need such a massive screen. But they want camera. But they want the and battery power. From what I've seen, the the processor and the technology across all of them, including the memory, is now pretty standard. It is. So we we're bringing a standard offering into South Africa, so 256 uh, gigs of memory. You know, many. Many times people would argue, what about 64 gigs? What about 128 gigs? You need more than that on the device. As good as yeah, I suppose today with the amount of programs and and in fact, if you just take a decent 8K video, <laughs> you're going to be yeah. <laughs> you haven't got much memory there. So, so we do need to make sure that you've got that aboard. As great as cloud uh, services are and and the like. But but coming back to you know you mentioned the. That the phones are not inexpensive. What we've worked pretty hard on is our trade-in program, and we'll be going to launch with uh, where you can trade in selected models, like say um, the Note 10, because that customer would be upgrading or the S21. That would be a, that would be a really yeah. logical upgrade from a 10 Correct. to the 22. To the 22. That customer, if simply that phone switches on, uh, okay, pretty much. Doesn't matter if it's got a cracked screen or anything like that. We'll trade it in, and with the standard price, you'll get ten thousand rand of guarantee. Wow. Putting that's it in a content, huge. Yeah. That's I mean, a ten you've had nearly three, possibly close to four years worth of use. It's so, not a bad return on investment. It's not bad at all. So, um, what you've got then, if you look at the tariff pricing on a postpaid contract over twenty-four months, uh, up to four hundred rand per month off. So you can literally get the S twenty-two and almost half price so my message to anybody listening is you know, utilize those phones that are lying in your drawers yeah take a okay. look long hard look at what you're using and what you're not using exactly and you could really guess uh the s22 at a great price and, you know the purpose behind that was one of saying there's a lot of our customers who would love to upgrade every year they just want the latest let's help them let's help that customer who's also 
wanting and aspiring into the S series, but hasn't quite got, you know, it doesn't, can't really outlay, uh, you know, 899 rand per month or 1,299, you know, that type of thing. Let's make it accessible. So that'll apply both to cash purchases and to contract purchases. Correct. And so the contract will obviously then be reduced by the discount on the handset. Correct. So we're working with our network partners there. Um, at this point, um, a number of stores are, will be on board at, uh, at the time of launch and um, more rolling out every single day. That's really fantastic. And I noticed one thing that, for the first time, because normally you used to have, be able to get phones in black or white. Yes. There's some really unique colors and textures and, and yes. looks going on. Give us a little insight into that. So, in the Ultra category, we've got four colors. Um, the, you call it burgundy, a wine, red, maybe. It's a very nice color. I'm looking at it right now. It is, um, that's our, our flagship brand. So, yes, you've got the standard black, but the standard white. Well, I shouldn't say standard. They're pretty refined, the, the black and white. But we've got a burgundy, we've got a green. You know, we, we, and then we play with different color palettes as we go through the range. But again, giving just that hint of differentiation, just something a little bit standout-ish uh, that can really look the part. And a full range of accessories, obviously. Yes. Um, a full range of accessories uh, available, uh, you know, whether it covers charging blocks, hand and hand. Uh, we, we bring that into the market. Well, thank you so much. I mean, as usual, time has flown. We're almost at the end. And these will be on sale when? These are on sale from the 11th of March. And again, what I tell everybody, pre-order now if you want one. Great pre-order offers. Uh, and you'll get this, your handset probably a little bit before that 11th. So, so you can pre-order from which date? So uh, pre-order with the operators or your favorite retail store. You can put your name down right now from Brilliant. there and then with about uh, just two weeks prior they'll start in your contract ready for you and everything like that and getting the headset there so um, that's pretty yeah. good because globally this is this is right on track with the global yeah. launches and so uh, it's, it's not far to go now so oh, just crazy how time uh, flies it is and uh, yeah this is brilliant well thanks for joining us um, sure. it's been really good fun playing with all the new toys and all the fastest gadgets and we'll be uh, back for the next episode as soon as we can. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's it. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And I have to apologize for the quality of that recording. It was done live at the Samsung Experience Center in Four Ways a couple of days ago before the actual launch and was under embargo. We weren't allowed to talk about it. But I did get an opportunity to spend a reasonable amount of time playing with all the various Galaxy S22 devices, as well as their new tablets, and a couple of other, some watches and everything else that, that creates the so-called Samsung ecosystem around mobile, and um, wearables for that matter. And it is a fairly comprehensive system. Samsung, along with Apple, probably have the most comprehensive service offering Obviously, Samsung with Google and all the other pr products and platforms they bundle or include on their phones. Apple, obviously, do pretty much everything themselves. Always have been a very vertically integ integrated company, designing their own chips, building their own chips, building everything all the way through to the, the final product and all the software that runs on it. Samsung have done a, an incredibly good job with its div diverse partners and its own overlay 
to put everything together in a way that makes a lot of sense. And there's no question that in the Android world, the new S22 range is without question the finest examples of mobile devices. And without getting into the whole Apple versus um, Google discussion, simply put, either one of these two devices at the top end, the S22 or the new iPhone 13, will deliver an experience that will allow you to do whatever you want to do, take pictures, play games, operate your business, do whatever it is that you do on a mobile phone at the highest level using the latest technology and the latest gizmos and gadgets. And I will attest to a couple of things. One, the new um, S22 Ultra with the built-in S Pen. Essentially, there's no official confirmation, but essentially becomes or bundles the entire note and all the note functionality that usually came out sometime in the August timeframe every year into a fully featured, completely integrated device. The S Pen, again, they've upgraded slightly on the S22. Writing experience on the screen is phenomenal. It feels like paper. It sounds, that place was too noisy, but generally in a quiet environment, you can actually hear the S Pen screeching or making that little noise of, of writing on paper when it writes. It, it has the sort of same lag as, as something physical. They've sped up the reaction time of the screen significantly and you can see it it's almost instantaneous when you write as it should be in the real world and it it's just so slick the way it recognizes become very easy to manage and maintain so for those of you who feel that you need some sort of physical note taking platform for whatever it is that you do bit engineering whatever the Note series, or the now the S22 Ultra, is the cutting edge of note-taking online. And I must say that I was super impressed at how smooth, slick, and easy it is. Using the stylus across the entire phone was simple, and it was just a brilliant thing. But it's hard also to discuss the whole efficiency battery thing. I didn't have time for that. But the screen is, in normal Samsung fashion, spectacular. 120 hertz across the range, super fast, super smooth, scrolling through emails, scrolling through websites, playing games is just unbelievably good. Battery life theoretically should be extended because the new chipset, again, a whole story around what's going on with shortages of chips. Um, I think Samsung with their Exynos chips were a little late to market and they decided clearly to go with the Qualcomm 888 plus the Snapdragon device in all the models in South Africa, which is a first. They've always used Snapdragon in the US for licensing reasons and Exynos pretty much everywhere else. But stepping down from the flagship S22 Ultra down to the S22 Plus and the S22, again, for the first time, what they've done is keep things super smooth, super slick, same memory across all of them. Screens are pretty much the same quality, just the size and the, the, the features drop slightly in terms of camera, no S Pen, things like that. But all of these in the new range have pretty much exactly the same performance and you can feel it. It is super easy to use, super smart, smooth, super smooth. So it'll come down to what size do you want, what features you need. The Ultra will be the most expensive. Um, you know, we mentioned some of the pricing. It is pretty expensive, but their trade-in offer makes it very, very, very accessible. And I from 19999 
with 256 gig of memory, all the way up to 28999 with 256 gig. Also expandable, which is not something you see in many other flagships today. The memory is expandable, but that should be more than sufficient for everything. And the 10,000 Rand discount, if you trade in your old device, certainly can drop the price down from 9, 12, and 18 grand, which is uh, nothing to be sneezed at. So once again, I think Samsung have pushed the envelope. These are without question some of the finest um, Android devices on the planet. The camera systems are spectacular. The big breakthrough, as we discussed, around computational camera assistance. So the lenses and everything have improved, but not by huge leaps and bounds. But the pictures you take due to the technology behind and the, the, the processing that's going in are distinctly sharper, better, clearer, and, and more accurate. And you can take pictures in low light that I couldn't believe. So all of these things add up to make it an incredibly good device. Is it worth upgrading from an S21? Probably marginal. Depends on how, how, how interested you are in having the very latest of the latest. But anything S20 and before will see a massive jump in performance and product quality and just everything. So if you've got an S22 or an S20, I mean S21, S20 or before, and you're looking at time for an upgrade, it's been two, two and a half, three years, these are well worth looking at. If you've got the S21, maybe you can eke out another year, but that's all, you know, depends like me. There's just no question. On that note, we'll be back straight after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. So in essence, I just want to quickly wrap up. I know this has turned a little bit into the Samsung show, but the launch of a new series of devices from Samsung, and it looks like this will be the big annual launch, along with their really high-end tablets, high-end phones, the, the entire ecosystem of really good quality wearables all running on now Google Gear, which is uh, but they used to run on their own operating system. So they're now much more integrated into the Google ecosystem. And I think that's what sets Samsung apart from all the other manufacturers in the on in the um, sort of Android space. And there are some spectacular devices at really good prices, some more expensive, some less. So it always comes down to a choice when you buy a mobile phone as what brands you like, what you can afford and where you go. But if you're looking at the most comprehensive solution on the market in the sort of same scale as what Apple are offering in terms of their entire ecosystem, Samsung do an incredibly good job. Samsung Pay is super efficient, extremely well across their wearables, across their phones. And once you, you know, the whole need for a wallet almost goes away if you've got everything <laughs> on your phone and shortly I believe we're going to get our driver's licenses on the phone so you won't even have to carry that but anyway I know we we live in fairyland sometimes so but hopefully sooner than later it is happening in Europe it is happening in America and certain states so the idea of your phone being your wallet is not far off and having that functionality built into an ecosystem of devices that seamlessly integrate with home equipment with everything that else you do in your life really does make your life a lot easier. And Samsung have done a huge amount of work in that space. And they make a huge amount of equipment um, for your home, from fridges to washing machines to audio to TV, you name it. And all of that works in a seamless way with your 
your your the heart controller being your mobile device. So have a good look. These are really significantly good devices. The pricing is high, but same as last year, considering what's going on in the world, that's not a bad thing. The chipset shortage doesn't seem to have affected their ability to launch as quickly as possible. So hopefully no shortage of devices. And it will be available pretty much everywhere um, that you could even think of getting a mobile phone. Now, moving on to the last and most interesting thing that crossed my desk recently. I've always had a really crazy soft spot for the whole SpaceX uh, Tesla environment. And it has nothing to do with the fact that um, there's, an, there's an ex-South African in charge of the whole thing, Elon Musk. It simply has to do with the fact that as as a, a guy who grew up in the technological world, someone who absolutely loves technology, space and everything to do with space and cutting edge tech is the new frontier. And it is really important that we encourage and partake in all of this. But what happened very recently is quite spectacular. It just shows you the best laid pl plans of mice and men. A whole host of SpaceX satellites were destroyed in a geomagnetic storm in space around us right now. Now, the SpaceX satellites were offering very, very high quality internet to places where fiber and other forms of internet couldn't get. And of 49 Starlink low orbit satellites, which were launched on the 3rd of February in the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, 40 of them were taken out completely with a geomagnetic storm, which simply is triggered by solar winds that come off the sun and they produce changes in currents, plasmas, and fields in the magnetosphere. That's the magnetic sphere that surrounds the Earth. And this forced these uh, satellites to drag and drop essentially right out of uh, orbit. So crazy stuff out there. We didn't even notice that. We just thought the weather was hot. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, a whole bunch of satellites were being blown out of orbit by solar winds. That's simplifying it. But I'm sure they'll have another plan to get a whole another bunch up. But on that note, uh, keep your eye on space. I think there's lots and lots going out there. And hopefully SpaceX is not coming to South Africa for the moment due to regulatory issues. However, you never know in the nearish future. And on that note, this is Stephen Ambrose for Tech Talk right here on High FM. Stay tuned, stay in touch and stay on top of all the tech that's coming across your desk. Until next week, same place, same time. This is Stephen Ambrose for Tech Talk on High.